scripture readings for today comes to us from the books of Ephesians and 1 Corinthians. Ephesians 4, reading from verse 3 to 5. And it reads thus. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called one Lord, one faith, one baptism. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 17 Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all share the one loaf. Here endeth a portion of God's holy word. We honor it by saying, Thanks be to God. Welcome to the Kobe Union Church Library. This is where I will do my sermon today. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I'd like to start off with a story. I've shared this story before, but this is a story that I like and it applies to my sermon today. God was asked by a person once, what is heaven like and what is hell like? And so God said, okay, I will show you. I'll get one of my angels to take you to both places and then you can see for yourself. So the angel took the person to hell where there was a huge, magnificent banquet with all kinds of scrumptious food from all over the world. And there were people sitting there from all over the world, but they were very thin and they looked unhappy. Their faces were gaunt. And why was this? Well, they had these super long chopsticks, about 10 times longer than these chopsticks. And they had to feed themselves, or they were trying to feed themselves with these really long chopsticks, and they, they just couldn't do it. So it was very sad. The angel turned to the person and said, okay, you've seen hell. Are you ready to go see heaven? Yes, I'd like to go see heaven now. So the angel took the person up to heaven. And the person saw the same huge, magnificent banquet and food from all over the world, all kinds of delicious food, all the food you could imagine. And the people were sitting around from all over the world, but they looked different. They looked happy and they looked well-fed. So they had the same really long chopsticks, but they were feeding each other. Today, this first Sunday in October, Christians all over the world in different time zones are celebrating World Communion Sunday. They are being fed by the bread of Christ. It is estimated that the Holy Communion Table is over 40,000 kilometers long with millions of Christians around the world celebrating. 
And it would begin on the international dateline with churches in Tonga, Fiji, go to New Zealand, where our former pastors from Kobe Union Church, pastors Bruce Bradburn and Pastor Gerard Marks are, and then go to Australia, same time zone, and then Papua New Guinea, Philippines, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Korea, Japan, and then on to the rest of the world. And it's exciting to think of so many people in so many places are having communion. On this Sunday, we can remember that we're connected to our Christian neighbors all around the globe, and we celebrate our oneness in Christ with all our brothers and sisters in the whole world. Paul tells us in today's scripture that we're to discern the body when we partake of Holy Communion, mindful that we note our relationship to our brothers and sisters in Christ in the celebration. Hear these words. For when you are eating, some of you go ahead with your own private suppers, and as a result, one person remains hungry and the other gets drunk. This is from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 21. So we are one body, but the Corinthians, the Corinthians in Corinth, they were being rebuked by Paul for their wild misuse of the Lord's Supper. People were just not being respectful, and they were not sharing, so this really upset Paul. Paul's criticism is that these believers were misunderstanding the true meaning of the sacrament. The early church practiced the celebration of the Lord's Supper much differently than most churches do today. In the very early church, the Lord's Supper was eating an actual meal together. This was fine when handled with respect and honor towards the Lord and if everyone got enough food. But that's not what the Corinthians were doing. The problem was they were not actually sitting down together as a church community. Because of the divisions in the church, whether the divisions were over loyalties to one apostle or another, or social or class divisions, when they were coming together, some people were having their fill, thinking that it was just about food and not the communion that they were to have together with the Lord. In addition, some people came early, they ate, they drank too much, and they ate up most of the food. They probably met in a wealthy member's home so that there was enough space. And those who were wealthy could bring enough food for themselves. But those who came later, many who had to work or who were quite poor, would arrive and not find much left for them. The rich could afford to indulge in abundant food, and alcohol, and then those living in poverty, however, had very little to bring or to eat. Paul tells those people who were eating everything and drinking everything these words. You despise the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing. This was the context under which Paul wrote this passage. This was the problem he was addressing. The results of that disparity was a communion where some participants were hungry, just watching the wealthier ones eat and drink. In addition, drunkenness was at least common enough for Paul to mention directly. Paul warns that communion should be a time of sober self-reflection about our sin and Christ's sacrifice, as well as a time to unite the body of Christ, the church, while taking in representations of the body and blood of Christ. During communion, we give thanks and celebrate the Jesus who welcomed all people to the table, no matter who they were and no matter what others thought of them. 
We celebrate our oneness and unity in Christ in spite of all of our differences. We celebrate that we are offering grace to one another because we are recipients of God's grace. We have been given God's grace in abundance and we offer God's grace to one another. We celebrate that we can be the love of Christ to our neighbors. God loves us and we show this love by loving our neighbor. And we do this by sharing, by sharing our resources and helping others. We celebrate what Jesus did and what by the power of Holy Spirit he still does for us. We celebrate that Jesus who died for us is risen and will come again. We celebrate that in the breaking of the bread and in the lifting of the cup, we recall how God loved us so much that he came among us and became one with us and that he suffered and died with us so that our sin and death might no longer reign over us. We are God's bread to share and be shared in this world. God prepares us to feed others in need of our Lord Jesus Christ. We can feed the world in so many ways, and we can share the bread of life with others. We are God's family, a family that stretches around the world, a family that is called to love as we have been loved and to forgive as we have been forgiven, to give as we have been given too. Reverend Tabuchi spoke two weeks ago, and he used this song and these words, we are one in the Spirit, we are one in the Lord, and we pray that all unity may one day be restored so that they'll know we are Christians by our love. The title of the hymn, They'll Know We Are Christians by Our Love, originates in a phrase that non-believers use to describe Christian believers of the early church. Hear the words from John 13, verse 35. Behold how they love one another. And that is what we can pray for us as we take communion today. That the world will know us by our love. Do you remember Pastor Chuck telling us ABC? Actively being the church. How? By loving God and our neighbor. Our church embraces diversity and unity in Christ. And that love expands worldwide and we unite with other Christians sharing that love. It's been exciting that our Saturday special and our sermon and prayer Sunday school classes have included people from other churches and other parts of the world. It's wonderful that our other classes during the week also include people who are from other parts of the world. We are one in Christ. Today, as we share together in communion, Give thanks that we're not alone, that the Spirit of Christ is with us, the Spirit of Him who was, who is, who shall ever be one with us, and one over us, and one under us, and one who truly loves us. We also give thanks that in spite of, or maybe even because of, our diversity, we can be one body in Christ. And this is one body worldwide because there is one Lord of all. I like to close now with a reading from a book called Painted Prayer Book. And the poem is called, And the Table Will Be Wide. It's by Jan Richardson. 
This is a blessing for World Communion Sunday. And the table will be wide. And the welcome will be wide. And the arms will be wide. To gather us in. And our hearts will open wide to receive. And we will come as children who trust there is enough. And we will come unhindered and free. And our aching will be met with bread. And our sorrow will be met with wine. And we will open our hands to the feast without shame. And we will turn toward each other without fear. And we will give up our appetite for despair. And we will taste and know of delight. And we will become bread for a hungering world. And we will become drink for those who thirst. And the blessed. We will become the blessing. And everywhere will be the feast. Please now get your communion elements. Ane Morimoto will sing for us shortly, One Bread and One Body, as her mother Keiko plays on the piano. This song expresses the unity of Christians through the ages and throughout the world. And its refrain draws directly upon 1 Corinthians 10, verses 16 to 17. The cup of blessing which we bless, it is not a sharing in the blood of Christ. The bread which we break, it is not a sharing in the body of Christ. Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. Please listen or sing along for our communion prayer. Amen. Amen. 